0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, real quick. As I acclimate to New Parenthood, I'm rerunning a series that originally aired on my podcast almost four years ago. It's a six-part How I Met Your Mother style series on how I met my husband, Stevie, beginning with my first boyfriend in sixth grade. I share with you the ups, the downs, and everything in between. For many years of my dating life, a healthy long term partnership felt so far away. So, my goal with this series is to inspire you and to help you see that a relationship is possible for you too, no matter how far off it might feel right now. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection Podcast a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast. And we are moving full steam ahead into Part 5 of How I Found Love. Now, before we get there, I'm going to recap Part 4 for you and also tell you to listen to Parts 1 through 4 if you haven't already. However, I just want to take a moment to thank you. So if you've been following along since Part 1 and you are in Part 5 right now, I am so, so grateful. Or if you've been skipping around or maybe just listened to Part 5 for the first time, Either way, I am so grateful that you are listening. I know many of you are listening to this while you're walking your dog or maybe cleaning the house or on your commute. And writing this all out for me, like from basically age 11 until present day, was something that I don't think I realized what an undertaking that it would be. Not just in terms of writing it all out. I mean, I think it ended up being 22 or 23 Google Doc pages which I guess is is a lot single spaced but what it's done for me so much personally is just to sit back a little bit from you know everything that I've experienced and really have seen how everything that happened in my life like little things or big things that didn't go well or just different serendipitous moments have all led me to exactly where I am today and I am just so grateful for the opportunity to write this. I mean, I guess I could have written it out just for myself, and even if I didn't have this podcast, but to be able to share it with, with you all and then to have you all listen to it. And I'm loving all the feedback and the comments and how much you resonate and all of those things is just, I mean, it just makes the experience of writing this all out for me so, so much better. And it's interesting, I actually have one thing I do have a lot of my clients do is to write out a relationship history, so that they can begin to, to see patterns. And while I've done that for myself in the past, it's never been this thorough or like this. And so it's actually been really, really healing for me. And I think it's helped me grow as a person, which of course, is only benefiting, of course, myself, but also my relationship with Stevie. So I thank you for giving me the excuse to write out this epic, Epic love story. All right, so let's move into part five. And again, if you haven't listened to parts one through four, I highly recommend that you do, uh, just so that you can understand what's going on and see the big picture and. Part one starts in episode 81 with part four being in episode 84. And then you can either go to the link veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 81, same thing for episode 82 and so forth. Listen to the parts there, or you can just scroll a few episodes down on your podcast player on your phone or your iPad, wherever you're listening to this and listen to the previous episodes uh, first. Now, before we get to part five, I just want to give you a brief reminder of what happened in part four. So in part four of how I found love, dating went completely on the back burner because of my job with the Obama campaign. And during that year, I worked like crazy. I was sleep deprived and I wasn't really taking care of myself. And after the campaign, I didn't really regain the energy like I thought I would. Before the campaign was over, I would fantasize about just laying on my couch, getting re-energized, and then just going back to business as as usual. But my energy didn't come back like that. And so that is what helped me to change how I approached food and exercise and really how I got energy, because I literally was too tired to count calories again, and I was admiring a lot of my vegan friends from Charleston, and I wanted my food to nourish and energize me the way that I saw it nourish and energize them. So I became a vegan. And soon after that, I got a job in Washington, DC. And I was so excited and ready to meet my future nice Jewish boy. All right, so let's move on to part five, which I call aka three steps forward and two steps back. So you kind of see what might happen to me here, right? Anyways, I moved to DC and I moved in with a friend from Ramallah and I was just so excited to start dating. I had felt like over the past few years of living in Wilmington and living in Charleston, I had really reinvented myself, both internally and externally. And I was finally living in a city that I had wanted to live in for years. I had a new job. I was just beginning to get ideas for my health coaching business. I was teaching yoga. It was just a really great time in my life. And it was also the first time I had an online dating profile and I felt like I had thousands of potential partners at my fingertips. Now in Charleston, I didn't use online dating. Tinder wasn't really a thing then yet. And in terms of looking for Jewish guys on an online dating in Charleston, I logged in like once and I already knew everyone that was already already in. So that's why I wanted to be in a big city where there is going to be lots and lots of selection. Anyways, I was feeling really confident in the direction my life was going. I wasn't battling my body and therefore myself anymore. And I was just genuinely excited about life. But you know how a lot of times in life, you might take three steps forward and then two steps back. Well, that was about to happen to me. Almost immediately after I moved to DC. And actually, I think I actually met him just before I moved to DC because I moved to DC either late January or early February and I met this guy at the inauguration ball for the Obama campaign. But I met this guy and he was a banker and he was totally into me and to be honest, I was into him too. I think I was into him being into me, but either way I was into him. And I had never dated someone so wealthy before. We would go on dates and he would take me out and he was regularly dropping a couple hundred bucks, you know, on our dinners over drinks and desserts and appetizers and all that stuff. And I have a little shame in admitting this, but I kind of liked it. (laughs) It was really fun and it felt really good to get wined and dined like that. So. You can already tell this is kind of going, right? Like the relationship started off really strong. We both seemed really into each other. Kind of sounds like the two guys I had dated when I lived abroad. And it sounds kind of like that because, well, it was exactly the same pattern. About six weeks after we started dating, so this is maybe like mid early March or so, he broke up with me because he wasn't ready for a relationship. And after we broke up, I had a hard time getting over him. I was I was crying a lot. Just for some reason, that relationship had hit me really, really hard. And I remember standing in my bathroom, sobbing uncontrollably. And I just couldn't figure out where it went wrong and what I could have done that would have made him more into me. And I just kind of like before those other relationships, I couldn't stop thinking about how amazing those first few dates are and how much fun it was when he whined and dined me. But here's the crazy thing. On the last two dates we were supposed to have, the guy was too drunk to actually pick me up. And so one of those dates happened because he graciously paid for my cab to get to him. And the second date just never even happened. And despite that crappy behavior, I was still heartbroken. And I fantasized about helping him change and become the man I thought he could be. And I even sent him a long, pretty pathetic email telling him that I believed in him and I would be here when he was ready. Keep in mind, I'd only been dating for six weeks and I met him six weeks ago. So I didn't really know him, but I was sending this pretty like long personal email to him about stuff that was probably well beyond the six weeks we'd actually been dating. But despite all that, I was standing over my sink, crying so hard. I was just ugly cry, bawling so hard that I could barely talk. And I felt like just like that, you know, these last three years of growth and learning had just gone right out the window. And I was beyond frustrated and mad at myself. I mean, of course, I was heartbroken and I was really, really sad about this guy. But I was also so mad at myself. And I was on the phone with one of my best guy friends and what he said to me changed everything. He said, Veronica, you're pissing me off. I don't get how an accomplished and smart woman like yourself can let this guy get to you. He should have felt so lucky to be able to date you. And he was too fucking drunk to pick you up. Get over yourself. And I stood there and I was thinking, fucking jerk. (laughs) That's literally what went through my mind first. But then as I looked at myself in the mirror and my eyes were red and swollen, and I think I even had like another date that I was supposed to be going on soon, a wave of compassion and love just came over me. And I looked up in the mirror and I was just like, Veronica, how the hell did you get back here? And that's when I realized that perhaps the vulnerability of being in a new city had allowed me to fall back into an old pattern, and which only helped me to further hone in the belief that... No text or dress or dress size or anything cute or savvy that I could do was going to make or break my quest to get into a meaningful relationship. And I gave myself some time and I pulled myself together and I started dating again. And I think really what had happened with this relationship is that I was just like I said, I was just feeling a little bit vulnerable. I didn't really know that many people in D.C. at the time. And so I probably was falling back into some old patterns of where I was being more emotionally needy and not able to serve my own emotions. And I had gotten away from moving forward in the direction of my life that I wanted it to go in D.C., And I just decided that I had come way too far to let someone else's shit become my shit. So I signed up on OkCupid or I re-signed up. I don't remember if I'd already had a profile on at this point. And let's just say I quickly got up to my ears in online dating. And I met all kinds of guys who were great. Nothing really went beyond a few dates, but that didn't matter to me. I had gotten back to a point post-banker boyfriend where I was taking care of myself and pursuing things that were important to me personally and professionally. And what was so astonishing to me during that time was dating truly, truly felt fun. I was just simply going out with these guys just to see if there was a connection, just to see if I had interest or if he had interest in me. And sometimes we'd have a second or third date but sometimes I wouldn't be interested in him or sometimes he wouldn't be interested in me. But what was so profound for me during that time is that it wasn't the emotional roller coaster that dating had been for many, many years before, especially living abroad during that time in my life and also in college. During those times, it was way emotional roller coaster. My emotion de as I said earlier, was purely based on what was going on in my love life. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out an hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, The 5 Step Strategy to Banish Anxiety and Overwhelm in Your Love Life, so you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free, and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style philosophy and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love. So you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. So again, like nothing really came from any of these, these dates, but I was still having so, so much fun and my confidence stayed exactly where it needed to be. And it didn't get shot or myself doubt didn't creep in just because of these quote-unquote failed dates. I just, with each date, learned a little bit more about what I wanted or what I didn't want. And now keep in mind, I was still a vegan, and I was in the midst of a massive transformation of how I was treating my body and my health. And it wasn't until years after that that I put two and two together. But again, I was having a a blast dating, and it was so much because I felt good about who I was and I felt confident in my body and in myself. And I was excited about the direction of my life with or without a guy. Then in one fateful G chat conversation, I was G chatting with a friend during work and he invited me to go to a happy hour with him. And this happy hour was being hosted by this guy named Stevie and I had actually heard this friend talk about Stevie for a while. So I was finally excited to finally meet Stevie. I I was actually supposed to meet him a few weeks before that, but I was on a Saturday night, but I was sick. And so I didn't end up going out. And so I didn't meet him. So I was super excited to finally meet him. And as soon as I met him, there was just this lock of our eyes for a moment. I don't know if he'll remember this or if he read it the same way I did, but I just thought, there's a connection here, there's a spark here. And I know that sounds so frigging dang cliche, and maybe a little bit woo woo, but I definitely felt it. But don't get me wrong here, because during my years of dating, especially with these two guys that I told you about in part two, when I was living abroad, I had dated plenty of other guys where I'd felt that spark before. And so I kind of taught to write it off, because like, uh, it's just my fantasy mind playing with me and doesn't actually really mean anything. Anyways, despite that, we hung out and talked the whole evening. And before long, we were the only two left at the bar from our friend group. And so we were just sitting at a table and we were just talking and he put his hand on my knee and he'll talk about this too. This is such a funny moment. He put his hand on my knee. And he just said to me, how is your skin so soft? And without skipping a beat, I looked him directly in the eye and I said, kale. (laughs) So it's kind of a funny thing to say. And at the time I was slightly joking when I said that, but it also made me realize how much I believed it too, because transforming my diet was just a microcosm of how I was changing the way I was treating myself and it was breathing new energy and nourishment into my life. Just one example, before I became a vegan, and again, I'm not a vegan so much anymore, mostly vegetarian, but before I was a vegan, I was getting unexplained headaches almost every single day to the point where my doctor recommended that I get an MRI to make sure nothing funky was going on in the brain tumor department. And I was also just breaking out all the time. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm 20 something. When is this going to stop? And when I became a vegan, when you're a vegan, you don't eat dairy. So I cut out dairy products and my headaches went away. And my skin cleared up almost instantly. And so now at this point, I know that if I have dairy, I know that I'm going to get a pimple and I'm probably going to get a few headaches over the next week or so after I eat dairy. And that's just kind of what I know to be true. And so I eat dairy now with that caution in, in mind. But you know, I just saw it creating all of these changes in my my body. So it really did feel like it was nourishing me. Like it was literally, the food was making my skin clearer. It was making my skin softer. So why is that such a crazy thing to say? Why is it so funny? Because it was really true. It was just maybe not what he expected to hear at that moment. Anyways, we didn't start dating that night. It was about six weeks later. So this was probably mid to late April that we met and we dated. Our first date was June 11th, which is also our anniversary, the day we got married. So how we actually started dating after that night is another story for the final installment of How I Found Love. All right. I hope you're enjoying these Series or the series of How I Found Love. I wanted to make it How I Met Your Mother's Style because A, I love that show. I think it's a brilliant show. And B, I, I hope that it inspires you and maybe gives you some humor and some insight and helps you to see how little things were happening in my life that created some bigger things to happen in my life. And the same thing is totally true for you. Wherever you are right now, it's exactly where you need to be. And there are little things happening in your life every single day that are taking you exactly where you need to be. And the more that you embrace those things, the more that you can create serendipitous moments. And that really is what the Date Yourself Challenge is all about. It's creating those little moments, those serendipitous moments, so that you can create big changes in your life, like completely transforming the way you feel about yourself and transforming your relationship with yourself, which will then transform the type of guys that you're attracting and the types of relationships that you're going to have in your life. And eventually it will lead you, I'm confident to finding true, meaningful love. I will see you next week for the final installment of how I found love. Bye for now. One more thing. You may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships, you'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available are toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life and of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.